0: Eye Contact Part 3 of the Opticians series Written by Appleseeds Read by Literarian Chapter 3 Worth the Effort Summary Crowley goes to the opticians to have the lenses put in and then goes to Eric's Halloween party, but not everything goes according to plan. On Saturday, Crowley arrived at the opticians at about 6.45 p.m. The front of the shop was deserted, aside from Anathema standing by the till. She smirked and beckoned him over, wiggling the box of contact lenses in the air. "'That'll be fourteen ninety nine, she said, by way of greeting. Crowley inwardly cringed again at the thought that Hazi had devoted so much time to something that was only ever going to result in such an inexpensive purchase.' Crowley had decided, however, that he would definitely come back to Angel Eyes for some new sunglasses in the spring, so perhaps Aziraphale's unwavering attention to customer service would pay off in the long run. Of course, if Crowley ever accidentally stabbed himself in the eye, he would come back then as well. Crowley tapped his credit card to the reader, relishing the satisfying beep it made. Why don't you go on back? I assume you know the way by now. Anathema teased, handing the box to him. Thanks. Thanks. Anathema unclipped a red rope that had been used to close off the back area of the shop so that Crowley could pass, and he smiled politely before heading for the contact lens trial area for the very last time. Crowley washed his hands reflexively. It had become habit by now, before realising that of course he didn't actually need to, as he wouldn't be touching the lenses this time. Crowley sat down on his usual stool, a strange ache building in his chest. He should have been excited, he was finally going to actually see himself wearing the godforsaken contact lenses, his costume was going to be awesome, and despite Crowley's jokes about Eric, this Halloween party was always one of the best nights of the year but as frustrating as Crowley's attempts to get the contact lenses in had been, he wasn't quite ready for it to be over. He didn't like the idea of not getting to see Aziraphale every day. The man himself appeared from around the corner, smiling as always, but today it didn't quite reach his eyes. Maybe Aziraphale had had a long day, Or a long week, more like, and Crowley just hoped that he hadn't been too much of a pain in the ass for Aziraphale to have to deal with. Hello, Crowley. How are you doing? Hi, Aziraphale. I'm fine, thanks. You? Very well, thank you, he replied, although he didn't really sound it. Aziraphale's entire demeanour was subdued compared to what Crowley had got used to this week. Working six days in a row, it made sense that Aziraphale would be tired. Are you looking forward to your party? Yeah, should be great. I've got some terrific pranks lined up. Crowley grinned. (laughs) How very demonic of you. Aziraphale laughed. Let's get these lenses in then, shall we? Yeah, great, thanks. Aziraphale opened up the box and then washed his hands before returning to the stool and setting the first lens onto his fingertip. All right, now just like before, stay nice and relaxed for me. Aziraphale leaned in close, and Crowley's muscles tensed and his heart quickened, so much for staying relaxed, as fell gently touched his face to open his eye wide enough to put the lens in. Aziraphale's fingers lingered for a second on Crowley's cheek, and he shivered. "'Oh, I'm sorry. Is my hand cold?' Mm, a bit. It's okay.' Crowley waited a few seconds and then blinked, feeling the lens settle in his eye. "'Don't look in the mirror yet. I don't want you to see until you've got them both in.' Crowley did as requested, but he could tell from the expression on Aziraphale's face that the lens must have looked pretty good.' Crowley felt like all of his organs had knotted themselves together and his chest still ached with longing. One more brief touch, a few parting words, and then their time together would be over. Aziraphale scooped up the second lens onto his finger. Ready? Crowley nodded, All of his words lodged somewhere at the back of his throat. Aziraphale leaned in, close again, delicately putting in the second lens. Once again his touch lingered, and this time, when he withdrew his hand, Aziraphale very briefly skimmed his fingertips over Crowley's hair at his temple, eliciting another shiver. You look stunning. They really suit you. Once again, Crowley became disconcertingly aware of his own tongue. The fact that Aziraphale thought he could just say things like that proved how completely oblivious he was. He probably just thought he was unlucky seeing so many people who had accidentally stabbed themselves in the eye. Crowley had been dreaming of what he would look like wearing these contact lenses all week, but it took him a moment to tear his gaze away from Aziraphale to look in the mirror, but when he did, a grin spread over his face. Wow, they look amazing! <laughs> Worth the effort, then? Aziraphale chuckled. Yeah, Absolutely. They glow in the dark a bit, too. That might be useful for your spooky pranks. Oh, wow, really? Excellent. Crowley steepled his fingertips and tapped them together, as though devising some kind of diabolical plan, which he would be, later, but for now, it was all for show. He wasn't thinking about anything but Aziraphale. Well, I guess I'd better go and get into my costume. Crowley got up from the stool, and Aziraphale clapped his hands on his thighs and did the same. They stood together, just looking at each other, and Crowley swallowed and shoved his hands in his pockets. I hope you have a lovely time, my dear. I'm sure I will. Thanks again. I'm really grateful. It was absolutely my pleasure. Raphael held out his hand and Crowley pulled his own back out of his pocket in order to shake it. Raphael's hand wasn't cool like he'd said, quite the opposite in fact, and that warmth radiated up Crowley's arm and made his heart ache even more. Oh, Wait here for a moment, would you? Sure. Back in a jiffy. Raphael released Crowley's hand and bustled off towards the front of the shop. He returned a few moments later with a small box, which he passed to Crowley. The lubricating drops, in case your eyes feel dry. Oh, right, thanks. I forgot. Hope Anathema hasn't cashed up the till. Not to worry. My treat. Crowley's heart felt like it was being squeezed in a vice. Here he was, standing with the kindest, most generous, most adorable human being he'd ever met, and he might never see him again. Thank you. One more thing. Aziraphale put his hand in his pocket and withdrew a folded piece of paper, which he also handed to Crowley, who looked at him quizzically. It's my phone number. Crowley's eyes widened, and he just stared at Aziraphale, who chuckled breathlessly. (laughs) For if you have any trouble with the lenses, I mean. Since you haven't worn them before and the shop will be closed... Well, call me an old silly, but I'd feel better knowing you had a way of getting in touch if you needed to. Just like that, Crowley's plans to drink extraordinary amounts of alcohol at Eric's party were scuppered. He couldn't risk getting completely rat-arsed and texting Aziraphale to say all the things he wanted to say, like how incredible he was, how much he'd enjoyed their time together, how badly he didn't want it to be over. "'Is the shop named after you? Cause you really are an angel!' Aziraphale blushed and dipped his head again, and it made Crowley really want to kiss him. I wouldn't make a very good angel, would I? I've spent all week helping someone transform into a demon. Mm, Point taken. Well, thanks. I really appreciate it, but I'm sure I'll be fine. Crowley pushed the folded piece of paper into his pocket. Oh, all right. Azira fell, walked with him back to the front of the shop, unclipping the rope and letting Crowley go ahead of him. Crowley found Anathema waiting for him, clapping her hands together excitedly. Let me see! She approached closely and grinned. Oh, stylish! You look great! Thanks! "'It's going to be weird not seeing you every day. "'I started to feel like you will live in here.' Crowley narrowed his eyes and glared playfully at her. "'Have fun tonight!' Anathema reached out and pulled him into a hug, and Crowley wondered whether he could get away with hugging Aziraphale too. At this point, it did kind of feel like he was saying goodbye to friends.' When Anathema pulled back, Aziraphale was standing at her side. He glanced quickly at Anathema and then stepped closer to Crowley, wrapping his arms around him. Crowley's breathing hitched and his brain shut down, but he rapidly rebooted it, determined to commit every detail of this hug to memory. He leaned into Aziraphale's warmth and softness, his body cushioned against it, and he so badly wished this was something he could do again. Please do call, Aziraphale whispered near his ear. If there's anything at all. Aziraphale stepped back and Crowley nodded dumbly. He almost wanted one of those contact lenses to explode in his eye or something so he would have an excuse to call and hear Azirafeld's voice again. They stood staring at each other for a moment, until Anathema broke the awkward silence. Hey, the shop has a Twitter account, make sure you take some photos tonight in your costume and tag us, it'll help us to promote our range of novelty contact lenses. That felt like the least Crowley could do after all the effort they'd gone to for him. Okay, will do. Right, well then, see you around, I guess. Goodbye, Crowley. Mind how you go. Eric's party was brilliant. The first thing Crowley did was find the perfect background amongst the decorations Eric had put up, with creepy cobwebs arranged around his face to take some photos to post on Twitter. When Eric walked past, Crowley grabbed his arm and persuaded him to take a couple of full-length pictures to really show off his costume just in case Aziraphale happened to look at the angel-eyes optician's Twitter account. Crowley had lined his snake eyes with black eyeliner, applied a temporary tattoo of a snake to his face just beside his ear, and was dressed all in black, including a tight-fitting leather jacket with feathery wings attached, going for the fallen angel look to fit with Eric's theme for the party. Around his neck, Crowley wore a black leather choker studded with silver stars and on his head, a silver, broken halo. Crowley tagged Angel Eyes when he tweeted the photos and the account almost immediately quote-tweeted them with a short message about their novelty contact lenses. Crowley was absolutely positive that Anathema was responsible. He could barely imagine Azirafel owning a smartphone, Crowley imagined that Azirafel possessed a flip phone or possibly a traditional Nokia, let alone using any form of social media. Still, he hoped that maybe at some point Azirafel would see the pictures. Maybe Anathema would show him when they were back in work on Monday. Crowley started to wish he'd put his costume on before going to have the lenses put in. That way he could have made sure that Raphael would see it, although Crowley might have garnered a few funny looks walking through London dressed like this. Crowley and Eric deployed the first prank of the night – balancing a bucket of maggots on top of a door which fell onto Huster as he walked through when they shouted for him to come into the room. Crowley could hardly believe he had fallen for it. Crowley wasn't a traditional man, but he quite liked the idea of starting traditions and he definitely wanted to embed pranking Huster with maggots as a Halloween tradition. Next, Crowley stuck coins to Eric's driveway and watched through the window as the other people arriving at the party attempted to pick them up. He then tested out the -the glow-in-the-dark effect of his contact lenses by hiding outside and peering in through various windows, cackling to himself when he made people shriek and jump. Azir Raphael's phone number was burning a hole in his pocket. He'd brought it with him, of course he had, just in case, but the lenses were fine, they were comfortable. The slitted pupils of the snake eyes had stayed upright and Crowley hadn't even needed to use the eye drops Azir had given him. Crowley was a little bit drunk, just enough to make him keep reaching towards his pocket. Enough to make him find quiet corners to hide in so he could stare longingly at Aziraphale's phone number, but not quite drunk enough to actually call, and he had to make sure to keep it that way. Aziraphale had given him his phone number for a reason. Crowley could only call if there was something wrong, and he knew that if he got any more drunk, he might become far too tempted to shove one of the many plastic spiders scattered around Eric's house into his eye. Of course, that was ridiculous and wouldn't actually happen, not least because Crowley wasn't any good at getting things into his eye. That had been the whole point. By the time Crowley got home, he was extremely tired and his eyes were starting to feel dry, so he headed straight for the bathroom to wash his hands, ready to take the lenses out. He leaned in close to the mirror and held his eye open as he squeezed the edges of the first lens to try to take it out, but it didn't seem to want to move. He sighed and tried again. And again, and again, and again, and just kept failing over and over and over. Crowley's muscles tensed, and he growled with frustration. He wasn't that drunk, and he'd done this dozens of times now. It should be fine. He tried again, and again his hands clenching into fists as the lenses stayed firmly in place in his eye. Crowley was so tired, he desperately just wanted to go to bed, but he was well aware of the harm that could be caused by falling asleep with novelty contact lenses in his eyes. "'Please, please, please, just come out!' He begged, staring at his eyes in the mirror, as he tried one more time to get the lenses out, failing once again. Crowley perched on the edge of the bath and sighed heavily. Trying to get the lenses out in the shop had never felt this stressful, presumably because fell was always there to help him if he couldn't do it. Now that he was alone, every failed attempt just made Crowley feel more and more anxious, which just made it even harder for him to get the lenses out, and as time went on, the fatigue was threatening to overwhelm him. Was this the sort of thing Aziraphale had meant when he said that Crowley could call if he had trouble with the lenses? Of course, by now it was nearly three o'clock in the morning and Aziraphale would almost certainly be fast asleep even if Crowley did call. Besides, what advice could Aziraphale possibly give to Crowley that he hadn't already imparted over the entire week that Crowley had been going to see him? Crowley sucked in another deep breath and returned to the mirror, determinately staring at his reflection. It would be fine. He could do this. He just needed to stay calm. So Crowley tried again. And again. And again, but he still couldn't get them out. He started to think it might be because the lenses were a bit different from the ones he'd practiced with. He just couldn't seem to get hold of them and they didn't crinkle up in the middle like the other ones did when he squeezed the sides. Resigning himself to the fact that he wouldn't be sleeping any time soon, Crowley headed for the kitchen and made himself a cup of coffee, hoping it would somehow help. It wouldn't do anything to help calm his already jittery nerves, of course, but maybe it would help him to concentrate. His costume was starting to irritate him, so he went to the bathroom to get changed into his comfy black silk pyjamas while he gave his body the chance to absorb the caffeine into his system. Then he tried again a few times to get the lenses out, but still had no luck. Crowley yawned and rubbed his forehead. His eyes were starting to feel really tired, and he couldn't even take off his eyeliner, remembering Azeerafel's instructions. He went back to the bedroom to fetch the eye drops, pulling them out of the pocket of his tight black jeans. With them, he withdrew Azeerafel's phone number. Please do a call. You'll be asleep, he grumped at the piece of paper. Crowley returned to the bathroom and put the drops in his eyes, getting some immediate relief from the dryness and hoping that somehow this would make it easier to take them out. Maybe that was the problem, after all. Lubrication was a good thing, right? So Crowley tried again, and again... And again, until he was a complete bundle of stress on the verge of tears, further lubrication, yes, but probably not helpful, and he stomped back to the bedroom and snatched up the piece of paper with Aziraphale's number on it, opening a new message on his phone. "'Hi, Aziraphale. I am so sorry. This is Crowley. I know you'll be asleep now, but when you wake up, call me. I'm so sorry. I can't get the lenses out. I promise I won't go to sleep with them in, but please call me when you wake up. I really need your help. I'm sorry.' Mildly drunk Crowley had something of an on-again-off-again relationship with punctuation, and things had been rather strained as of late.' Crowley sighed and set his phone down on the cistern of the toilet, then decided to wash his hands again before he made another attempt. As he was drying his hands, his phone lit up and his James Bond theme ringtone filled the bathroom, joltingly loud in this small, quiet room in the middle of the night. Crowley recognised the number on the screen immediately, unsurprisingly, since he'd spent enough of the night staring at it. He grabbed his phone and swiped to answer the call. "'Ozzy Raphael,' he mumbled pathetically. "'Crowley, are you all right?' "'Why are you awake? Didn't want to wake you. Did my text wake you?' Assumed your phone would be on silent. Sorry, I should have waited until morning. I wouldn't have asked you to call me if you had any problems and then silenced my phone now, would I? It's middle of the night. It's all right, Crowley. Tell me what's wrong. I just can't get them out. I've been trying for like an hour. Oh, Crowley, why didn't you call sooner? Knew you'd be asleep, and I'm just an idiot. I've already wasted loads of your time. I'm so sorry about this. Please help me get them out, and I promise I'll never bother you again. You're not bothering me at all, Crowley. What have you tried so far? Everything you said. And I tried the drops, you know. Lubrication! Do you think it would help if I cried? Because that's about where I'm at. Crowley. Raphael breathed his name in a way that sent a shiver down Crowley's spine. What do you think the problem is? Don't know. I'm really tired. And I'm a bit drunk. Only a little bit, I promise. And I don't know. They're different from the other ones. They don't squish up the same. Yes, you're right, of course, Aziraphale said sadly. That's my fault. I should have let you try with the lenses you were planning to wear and not just the practice ones. I'm sorry, Crowley. No, 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 no. It's not your fault. You're amazing. You've been amazing. Oh, thank you, my dear fell's voice was all weird and quiet, kind of sleepy and extremely sexy. Tell me where you are and I'll come to you. I'll take them out for you. Middle of the night, Crowley protested again. Crowley, please let me help. Crowley was extraordinarily tempted. Realistically, he wasn't sure he would ever get the lenses out, and Angel Eyes was closed on Sundays. Crowley also desperately wanted to see Aziraphale again, and here he was, offering to come to his flat. Will you let me do that? Yes, please. All right, good, thank you, Crowley. Why don't you text me your address, and I'll be there as quickly as I can. Okay. Thanks. Raphael arrived about fifteen minutes later, and Crowley's heart started racing when the buzzer went off. He pressed the button to open the door downstairs then waited right by the door, listening for Aziraphale's footsteps. As soon as he heard Aziraphale's gentle knock on the door, he eagerly pulled it open. Thank God, Aziraphale! Thank you, thank you, thank you! He blurted out in a hushed voice to avoid waking his neighbours, opening the door wider so that Aziraphale could step past him into the flat want me to take your coat? Crowley asked without thinking. It didn't make much sense for Aziraphale to take off his coat when he would only be here for a few minutes, but Aziraphale smiled and thanked him, slipping his coat off his shoulders and handing it over to Crowley, who hung it up for him. After a couple of seconds to think about it, Crowley was quite glad he'd done that, it felt slightly less ridiculous to be wearing his pyjamas now that Aziraphale didn't have his coat on. Maybe he should have got changed, but he was extremely tired and his mind had been elsewhere. Aziraphale was dressed in his usual tan trousers, but he had a very soft-looking, very snuggleable cream jumper on tonight— more casual than anything Crowley had seen him wear at work. Knowing that Rafael was on his way, Crowley had abandoned his attempts to get the lenses out and had spent the last quarter of an hour tidying up a bit. Not that his flat really needed it, Crowley was actually a bit of a minimalist, but Rafael hardly seemed to notice his surroundings, his attention fixed solely on Crowley. ''Where is the bathroom?'' ''Um, just through here.'' Aziraphale followed Crowley to the bathroom and immediately approached the sink to wash his hands. ''Could you sit on the edge of the bath for me?'' Crowley nodded and immediately complied, and then Aziraphale moved in close... Hovering over him, making Crowley's insides clench tightly. Why does he have to be so adorable and gorgeous? All right, Crowley, just relax. And then Aziraphale's hands were on Crowley's face again, gently holding his eye open and lightly squeezing the edges of the first lens until it popped out onto his finger, cooperating in a way it had entirely refused to do for Crowley. Crowley blinked and sighed with relief while Aziraphale placed the lens down on the edge of the sink. One down... Aziraphale murmured soothingly, before shuffling even closer to Crowley, their legs brushing against each other in the process, stoking the raging fire burning inside Crowley as he looked up at Aziraphale with wide eyes, one human, one snake, and parted lips. Rafael quickly extracted the second lens and Crowley immediately squeezed his eyes closed. Oh my God, thank you so much. Crowley moaned with satisfaction as he rubbed his eyes, not caring about smudging his eyeliner. He had missed being able to rub his eyes so much. "'Aziraphale, I could hug you!' "'Well, you can, if you like,' Aziraphale said quietly. Crowley leapt from the edge of the bathtub and practically flung himself at Aziraphale, wrapping his arms around him and squeezing tightly.' Azirafeld's jumper really was as soft as it looked, and Crowley snuggled in closer, leaning his head against Azirafeld's. Azirafeld's arms wound their way around him, and he started stroking Crowley's back with only the thin silk of his pajama top between Crowley's skin and Azirafeld's hands. Crowley's skin prickled with electricity, and the heat building in his abdomen erupted into open flames. He hummed with pleasure and tried to pull Azirafel even closer, his hand working its way up to rest on the nape of Azirafel's neck. They stayed like that for a moment until Crowley's sleep-deprived, mildly alcohol-soaked brain realized that he should probably step away before any outward manifestation of his current physiological state asserted itself. Well, ahem, Aziraphale began, clearing his throat as they parted. It's very late. I suppose now that you're able to close your eyes, I should probably let you get some sleep. Oh, right. Yeah, course. course. Thanks again. I'm so grateful. Crowley tried and failed to stifle a yawn. Can't believe you came all the way over here in the middle of the night. I stand by what I say. You're an actual angel. I'm just glad I could help. It's lovely to see you again, fell said politely, reflexively, presumably, since they'd only seen each other about nine hours ago. Oh, I saw your photographs on the Twitter, by the way. You made a very fetching demon. The Twitter did swirly-whirly things to Crowley that it really had no business doing. Really? rafael complimenting Crowley was starting to become a bit of a thing. What if he wasn't just being friendly and polite? Or was that just wishful thinking on the part of Crowley's mildly inebriated brain? although Crowley was, in fairness, as much questioning the fact that Hazirafal had actually looked at Twitter. Really? Temptation incarnate, my dear? I assume that's what you were going for, with the snake eyes? Um, yeah, Serpent of Eden kind of thing. Well, it was very effective. Not that you need any help in that regard. You are more than tempting enough already. Mm -hmm. Crowley gaped at Aziraphale, who cleared his throat again and started looking around awkwardly. Well, I'd better... Aziraphale gestured towards the door. All Crowley could think was that he didn't want him to leave, and so he considered offering Aziraphale tea, because that's what you're supposed to do when you have a visitor, but then he remembered that it was the middle of the night, and offering tea wouldn't exactly be appropriate. His exhausted brain was struggling to process what was happening, but despite his words indicating that he was about to leave, Aziraphale seemed reluctant to move too. And he'd called Crowley temptation incarnate. That was definitely more than just being polite, right? In order to settle this, a good course of action at this moment would have been for Crowley to deploy some masterful flirting. It was a shame that Crowley's brain was far from being capable of that right now. Lured you to my demonic lair, he drawled. I'm sorry. I... I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm really tired. I know, my dear. You should get yourself to bed. But I... I don't want you to go. I really like you. I think you're amazing. Please let me see you again. What is it, Crowley? I'm gonna miss you, Angel, he murmured quietly. Aziraphale wrapped his arms back around him, pulling him close, and Crowley clutched onto that ridiculously soft jumper as tightly as he could. Aziraphale's hand drifted over his back, and he nuzzled Crowley's neck, his warm breath making Crowley's skin tingle, and Crowley pulled him even closer. Aziraphale sighed and turned his head slightly to kiss Crowley on the cheek. As Aziraphale's lips made contact with his skin, something shifted inside Crowley, that building fire within him erupting into an inferno that he really didn't want to contain. Aziraphale... One of Aziraphale's hands worked its way up into Crowley's hair and then settled on the nape of his neck and his eyes flicked to Crowley's lips, which Crowley licked unconsciously. Crowley, please, may I kiss you? Mm, Yes, yes, please. Aziraphale closed what little distance remained between them, pressing his lips to Crowley's, sending sparks skittering across his skin. Crowley moaned softly against his mouth and returned the kiss, tender, slow and languid, befitting the calm sleepiness of the early hours of the morning. When they separated, Crowley let his head fall to rest on Aziraphale's shoulder, holding him more gently against him now, wanting to sink into that cosy jumper and fall asleep, cuddled up to it. Wow, thank you, angel. You feel so good, he murmured sleepily. So do you. I have so enjoyed getting to know you, Crowley. I'm so glad that you... I mean, I hoped you wanted, but I wasn't sure. Thought I was really obvious. Crowley mumbled into Aziraphale's shoulder. Well, when I tried to ask you out, you didn't seem interested. When? Didn't? Um, What? Crowley was getting sleepier and sleepier the longer he remained cuddled up to Aziraphale's soft warmth. <laughs> Perhaps I should have been more direct, Azirafel chuckled. Oh, were you flirting with me? With all the lubricant and the preparation and the putting it in gently and stuff? I... oh fell. paused, his hand stilling on Crowley's back. Ah, uh, no, not intentionally. Crowley lifted his head, which took an incredible amount of effort, and smiled when he saw that fell was blushing. People shove stuff in their eyes on purpose, you know. Figured it out. You deserve to know. It's only fair. I think perhaps we need to get you to bed, my dear. <laughs> take me to dinner first, Crowley mumbled, and Raphael laughed. I'll take you to dinner tomorrow, or rather later today, if you'll let me, but for now you need to get some sleep. Yeah, I guess. Now that the adrenaline was wearing off, Crowley could be... "'Barely keep his eyes open. "'It was now nearly four o'clock in the morning. "'May I tuck you into bed?' "'Crowley smiled and nodded sleepily, "'and then remembered that they were in the bathroom "'and that he actually needed to get to the bedroom.' He wrapped one arm around Aziraphale's waist and leaned against him as he shuffled towards the bedroom, not wanting to let Aziraphale go. Once they reached their destination, Aziraphale wriggled free to pull back the covers, gesturing for Crowley to climb in. Crowley settled himself on the bed, and Aziraphale folded the duvet back over and then sat beside him, reaching up to brush his hair away from his forehead. Crowley's eyes fluttered closed, and he sighed contentedly. He desperately wished he wasn't so tired, but it was okay, there would be tomorrow— Aziraphale wanted to see him again, and Aziraphale had kissed him, and Aziraphale wanted to have dinner with him. Crowley smushed his face into his pillow and smiled, while Aziraphale kept stroking his hair. Would you like me to take your eyeliner off for you? Mmm, angel. I'll take that as a yes. I assume you have wipes in the bathroom? Yeah. Crowley forced his eyes open and seized Aziraphale's hand, squeezing it gently. Thank you. You're so nice. He mumbled sleepily. Loved getting to know you two. Aziraphale smiled at him sweetly. I'll be right back. Crowley closed his eyes and listened to the sounds of Aziraphale moving around his flat. A moment later, he felt the bed dip beside him as Aziraphale sat back down and heard him pull a wipe free from the packet. Just relax for me. That's it, Crowley. It shouldn't be hard to get off. I'll start by rubbing it with gentle strokes, and then I'll apply a little more pressure towards the end. You're doing it on purpose, Crowley grumbled in response to the innuendo, keeping his eyes closed as he felt felt start to gently wipe away his eyeliner. I am now, yes. Do you like it? The soft, low tone of Azirafel's voice made Crowley shudder. Love it. Another wave of sleepiness washed over Crowley as he relaxed under Aziraphale's tender ministrations. He was barely awake by the time Azirafel moved the wipe away from his face. There we are. All done. Azie Raphael gently smoothed his thumb across Crowley's cheek, and Crowley smiled and snuggled further into his pillow. Sweet dreams, Crowley. Call me when you wake up, so we can talk about dinner. Good night, angel. Crowley's chest bloomed with warmth as Aziraphale pressed a tender kiss to his lips, resting his palm on Crowley's chest on top of the covers. Crowley sighed contentedly and was vaguely aware of the sound of the door to his flat being opened and closed quietly before he finally drifted off to sleep. The End